Welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Walker. This podcast is about my personal journey from being $25,000 in debt to getting to a million dollars of net worth by the age of 43. Follow along with my journey, implement the ideas, and let's do it together. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get started. Good morning, guys. What's going on? And welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. Today is Saturday, January 22nd, uh, 2022. Uh, so 22nd, 2022. Man, um, I got to say right now, it's a tough day for crypto. Um, you know, uh, I, I definitely am looking at Bitcoin and my balances and just like, man, I can't believe three months ago, I was where I am. I was where I was compared to where I am today. Um, you know, I try to look at my put everything on myself as far as like it's my own responsibility to make my own trades and stuff. I just feel like I need to find new um, people to listen to kind of on YouTube because everything has just been bullish this whole time. Um, and, you know, about November, when things were peaking out, I kind of had this like thought to myself, I said, you know, if I if I stopped right now and sold everything, I'd be very happy with where I am. Um, because when I started in April or May of 2020, I think um, I started just with a small investment, you know, 400 bucks in Chainlink, and then I put another thousand in or 1100, something like that, and that ended up forexing. And so that was kind of my first like, you know, realization of how you know parabolic things could go and how quickly you could you know, double and triple and even forex your money. Uh, so that was a great way to start. And then I just started putting in more and more and more and more um, until the point where I got to a point where I had forexed everything that I put in. Um, and then we had that big crash in April, um, April, May, whenever it was, you know, and I lost probably 30 to 50% of my portfolio in like a week. Um, so I, I definitely was hurting at that time, but, you know, I wrote it out, went, went to July or so, and then we had that big run up um, this past like September to November. Um, and, you know, still at that time, it's just like you hear everybody on YouTube talking about how Bitcoin's going to be at 100K and, you know, they give you all these price targets of where they think it's going to go. I personally think that has really just kind of messed me up as far as my expectation, because I personally know when something is going straight up, you know, to sell, it's not going to keep going straight up forever. Um, you have to take your profits. And again, like I said, anything that's happened has been on me, but I, I basically have just been thinking that, you know, the way the last two bull runs have gone you know, because of everyone on YouTube saying that things are going to be going up for a specific amount of time and then we're going to hit these price targets, it's just better to hold. But it doesn't seem like that's true. Um, I could have probably 4X'd my 4X uh, if I had taken profits at the right times, you know, and it's easy to say, yeah, you're going to sell the top and buy the bottom. But I feel like I can, I could have done better just by just trusting my own instincts on some of this stuff. Um, and it's like, if you, you just got to think short term and some of these, like they say, just when in doubt, zoom out, but you know, I don't really want to be of the mindset where I'm like, I'm just going to 
ride the highs, never sell, and then ride the lows, you know, because when you lose 30 to 50% of your portfolio in a week, um, you know, that sucks. It's a, it's a crappy feeling. Um, just to know that you could have set yourself up for success a lot better and just had money even on the side to play with. So, you know, like I said, this is all on me. Um, but I am going to start doing specific things. Like I found this new YouTuber called data dash. Um, I only watched one of their videos so far, but it's very, you know, chart analysis and more analytics than just, I think, a lot of the other YouTubers are just all about hype and, you know, just talking about the future and the technology. And that's great. I personally want to see chart analysis. Um, even some of the other stuff, like they, even the ones that are doing the charts, they still were just like, Oh yeah, this is, it's never going to go below this. But the guys who are like journey crypto, I think is another one. He was talking about an upcoming Bitcoin death cross. I wish I'd been listening to those guys like a month ago because I would have gotten out of my positions and, you know, probably had 20 to 30% more in my bags than what I do right now, at least. Um, so, you know, that's another lesson learned. I definitely want to come out with a video sometime soon, just to talk about all the lessons I've learned and how I'm going to start using specific analysis. Um, I think the golden cross and the death cross are kind of like the two best, two best things to listen to from that end, because, you know, it's like, if you're not familiar, golden cross is when the 50 day moving average crosses the 200 day moving average. And then death cross is when it goes below it. So it basically golden cross goes above it. And then death cross goes below it. So usually what happens is like, it's going to take a little while for that to actually even out. Um, but those usually signify the big downward swings and the big upward swing. So I think I'm going to start using that as my main indicator, um, along with a 13 and 30 potentially, because, you know, another stock thing that I've, I've done in the past is looked at the 30 day moving average and the 13 day moving average. And usually when the 13 crosses the 30, that's a sign of short term bullish action. Okay. And when the 30 crosses under it, um, it's going to be short term bearish. So I think that's just kind of the easy way to look at these things is basically bullish and bearish short-term analysis looking at, okay, like, you know, we're not going to sell the top and buy the bottom every single time perfectly, but at least looking at, at these uh, on-chain analysis or just like chart analysis, I think, you know, oversimplifying it because I think they, the, a lot of the chart analysis, they're looking at so many indicators, like that's great. I just think this is an easy way. So I'm going to kind of be documenting my progress to do that and uh, see where we're at because I'm tired of watching my portfolio go up and then go all the way back down and knowing that I should have taken profits along the way. I've taken profits on some things and I've talked about those, but not all things. So, you know, it's on me. So either way, um, you know, we're looking at uh, our crypto versus sports betting challenge. You know, we've got divisional round playoff games today, and I don't know what's going on. It's just crypto's on a bad run, and then our picks have been on a bad run, my picks, I should say. So, you know, at one point in this season, we we're up 600 on both accounts. Um, I guess we should have stopped there because, um, you know, crypto right now, we've got 70 Cardano. That's at 107 right now. It's, you know, the lowest it's been in a long time. That's only worth $74.90. One Solana at 96.52. We got it at like 175, I think. Um, 
200 mana at 1.93. That's the only one of ours that's up. We got it at 80 cents and now it's at 1.93. So that's 386 bucks. Then we have 260 XRP at 153.40 or sorry, at 59 cents for 153.40. And then 5,000 StormX at 0.012. You know, StormX is at an all time low. You know, that's one that it was 10 cents in March of 2020. So I don't know, man. I just don't know how they can say we're still bullish. I mean, I guess we are. It's still in a bear market or bull market, but it's just, I'd rather just sell and buy and sell and buy and sell because this is not this hodling. I mean, it's nice whenever you have something that like mana and then you're just sitting there from 30 cents and then all of a sudden it rips to like $5 in one day, but those things are few and far between. Um, so it's, I, I just think it's better to do short term and that's kind of what my strategy is going to be, but yeah, so we're at seven seventy eighty two, I believe, uh, for our investing, uh, crypto side, which means we're currently down 23%, not terrible, but definitely not good. Um, you know, especially in the fact that like we were up 60% at one 600 bucks at one point this year. So yeah, all right. And then um, wildcard weekend, we had a tough week again. We started the week, um, I think down, I think 270. Uh, we took the Chiefs and the Bucks and the teaser. Chiefs were minus five and a half, uh, along with the Bucks minus one and a half after you brought those things down to seven, seven points each. So we risked 195 to 150 and we won that one. Chiefs handled their business. Bucks handled their business. That was an easy win. Uh, the Patriots under did not go as expected. The Bills played the best offensive game I think anyone in the NFL has ever played. Uh, they never had to punt the whole game. They took a knee on the final possession, but they scored a touchdown on every single drive they had before that. You can't do anything better than that. Uh, Bucks over 38 and a half was the other side of that. That was an easy win. Um, so we lost that one for minus 130. And then this one was the one that really hurt us. We had the Cowboys over 43 and Rams over 42 and a half in a teaser. So Cowboys game didn't go at quite as expected. I thought that game was going to be um, higher scoring. I, I don't know. This is completely just my superstition. But to me, the CBS games, they don't have good juju. Um, like if you if that game was on Fox, I think it would be higher scoring, like because you always see games on Fox, like for some reason, um, you know, that they're, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like play like Packers 49ers in the past that those games are always on Fox and they were really high scoring uh, divisional round games. You can go back and look at some of the famous Packers 49ers games on YouTube, very high scoring games. But I mean, last year, the Super Bowl was on CBS, one of the worst Super Bowls I've, I've I can remember, um, you know, so I, I just think, there's something with the CBS vibe. Um, the games aren't very high scoring usually, whereas Fox, it's, I don't know what it is, but the games are more high scoring on that side. So it's really hard to tell. I mean, this is just complete superstition, but we can actually look at something and see if that's actually legit. Um, but we'll see how the games go this weekend. I saw that two games out of the four on CBS. I did not like that um, because we'll see. We'll keep tracking the CBS uh you know, juju thing. So yeah, so the Cowboys game, it was 23-17, only 40 points scored, you know, one more field goal would have at least gotten us a push, but you know, Rams over hit, it was 40, 34 to 11. So both that, that game was just, both games were very low scoring compared to normal, uh, which is kind of expected in the playoffs. So 
we lost 260 there and then we had a parlay a bunch i think we lost three out of four things on the parlay or two out of four it looks like um we had the chiefs minus one and a half rams plus oh that's this week i'm sorry so yeah, we we just it's just minus two ninety last week, um, and then minus two seventy total puts us at minus five eighty. So you know we're doing worse in the sports betting now than the investing. But you know we only have of uh, enough money for I think four hundred and twenty bucks in our account to play with. So um, five sixty. I'm sorry. So we have four forty in our account to play with. We're down five sixty. So. I'm just going to take what I did was write down everything and um, I think try to just take the most safe things that I felt like were confidently going to hit. But that's also not the best strategy I've, I've realized is, you know, it's um, <clears throat> taking the safe things doesn't always work out when it comes to betting. Um, when you start playing scared and you're scared to scared to lose, that's when you start doing bad. But I, I don't really know what else to do here. So, um, you know, sounding super confident, right? So anyway, we're going to take the Chiefs and the Bills under 60 and a half in a teaser. It's 53 and a half. So we're going to bump that up to 60 and a half. I think this game has the potential to be a shootout, but I do think with the weather being slightly cold, I don't think that really makes a difference for the Bills. They played in super cold weather last game and scored points at will. But I think these games are going to... Um, I think a lot has to go right for them to hit 60 is what I'm saying. Um, I think there's a lot more room if they have a low scoring quarter, it's going to be basically really hard to hit 60 at that point. Um, and then we're going to combine that with the Packers 49ers under 54 and a half. That one is at 47 and a half. And I do like, um, I think that game is on Fox. So if that hits the over, you know, I should have known. And I do think I could see that I almost took the over 41 and a half in that one or it would have been 40 and a half um but i just kind of like to play the under with the cold weather up there um it's kind of hard to take the over when a game is at you know it's going to be in like 10 to 15 degrees in that game so we'll see but yeah so i'm going to take both of those together 130 to win 100 and then next we're going to take the Bengals and titans over 40 and a half i think the offenses in this game will be the um, deciding factor. I think that Joe Burrow will be able to put up at least 20 points on the Titans. And then I do think the Titans are going to be able to run on the Bengals, but Derrick Henry's back apparently, I think, but um, he's probably not going to be as uh, I could be hundred percent. He could not be. However, I think either way, Deontay Foreman as a, you know, as another running back there will basically carry the load as well. So I think the big, the Titans should be able to move the ball. Um, so I'm going to take the Bengals Titans over 40 and a half, and then we're going to take the Rams and Bucks over 41 and a half, uh, in that, um, it's 48 and a half. So we're going to move to 41 and a half and then Bengals Titans to 47 and a half. So we're moving to 40 and a half risking 130 to 100. Of course, I do think the Rams Bucks, I, I feel like that game has the highest potential to go over because of how good the offenses are. Um, and you know, just like that game is, you know, in the fifties in the weather, I think. So based on the weather, plus the two teams, kind of how they play, uh, I do think that one has the biggest potential to go over. Um, and that game is on what channel NBC. So I like that better if it was CBS, you know? Um, so we'll see, cause the bills chiefs is on CBS. So if I, if I'm correct with my CBS bad scoring juju, 
Um, we'll see how that goes. And the Titans Bengals game is also on CBS, but I do think 40 points is pretty easy to hit for those two teams. So we'll see how that goes. But if it doesn't hit 40 and a half, I'm definitely going to just be annoyed with CBS. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm just going off the deep end here. Uh, Rams last game, we're going to take the Rams plus 10 and a teaser plus three is the regular line. So we're going to move that to plus 10. And then we're also going to combine that with the Titans plus three and a half. So, you know, plus three and a half, I, I think that's decent. Um, but I do think the way the Titans are moving the ball right now, I think, or at least the Bengals defense to me, I think like the Titans will just be able to run. Plus they've had eight days rest. I think something like that. And Mike Vrabel is eight and no with eight days rest or more. I do think he's a great coach. I think he's a great playoff coach. He's beaten great teams in the playoffs um, as underdogs. And I think this year, this week, they are getting kind of disrespected as far as I think people just want them to lose. Um, I think, you know, myself included, I would like to see Joe Burrow advance to the AFC championship and just kind of ride that wave as far as him and Jamar Chase just going off. Um, it's fun to root for the Bengals and the Titans. You know, they've kind of been overlooked all year myself included on that um they just are, have haven't seen that exciting at times but i think aj brown him coming back is a big difference for them plus them being rested um i think they'll be able to control this game as far as the, the running game so and they have beaten teams at home is what i was trying to say like they beat the 49ers at home they beat the bills at home um so i do think that they're you know at least probably going to lose by a field goal if they do lose so we'll see I like the, all, all these, so we'll risk 130 to win 100 on all of them. And then, of course, we do want to take a parlay uh, just to get something. And if we could win this, that would be massive for our uh, massive for our, our balance here. So we're going to risk 50 to win 500. So we're going to take the Chiefs minus one and a half against the Bills. It's tough. I, I, I kind of think the Bills are going to do it, but I just haven't seen them go. It's It's one of those things where it's like, I haven't seen it. I don't know. My logic is different on both of these because I just I'm kind of leaning more Chiefs on this one at home, but we'll see. Um, Rams plus three as well. Um, and basically, the reason I was saying that is because it's like I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes lose at home in the playoffs to any AFC team uh, since Tom Brady. Um, but at the same time, I haven't seen Tom Brady lose to anybody in the NFC playoffs ever. Um, but I'm taking the Rams plus three because I think it's the Rams year. And I, I just think they have beaten the Bucks before. And um, I think if they can just move the ball on the Bucks, you know, I think they'll have a good shot to win that one. So I do think the Rams, if even if they lose by two, we could still win that. So it's tough to bet against Brady. It sucks because he always wins and you want to root for other teams. But um, if you're picking against Brady, that's what it, it definitely hurts. And you're like, why did I even try? But yeah, so we're going to do Rams plus three. I think they're going to, I hope they win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I'm not really a Rams fan. I just like Sean McVay. Uh, so I'd like to see him get that Super Bowl. And then we're also going to take the Bucks over 48 and a half. I think 27, 24, 28, 27 will be the score of that game. Maybe, maybe even higher. Um, and then the Chiefs under 53 and a half. Again, this is a big risk, but I do think when these two teams kind of play in the playoffs, it could be a lot cagier than the way they played earlier this year. Earlier this year, they scored 58. It was 38 to 20. The Bills played lights out. Um, but I think 
just the way the playoffs go, I could see this game being in the 40s um, a lot more than, you know, in the 50s. And if, like we said, if they have one quarter where it's like 3-0 or something like that for the quarter, which happens in the playoffs quite a bit, uh, that under is most likely going to hit. So that's about it. Um, we'll see how we do this week. Hopefully we def, uh, rebound and, you know, we'll see how we end up make uh, on the season. So we got this week plus two more weeks. Um, but hopefully by the Super Bowl, crypto will come back. <laughs> so that's where we're at. All right, guys, appreciate y'all tuning in today. Sorry, it's kind of a depressing episode, um, but, you know, that's how things are at this moment in crypto. And hopefully we can enjoy some good football games. So, all right, y'all have a good weekend. I'll see you later.